Jack LeBron. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. Another week and another week uh, of cars not on track and us not on the streets. And Craig, it's uh, a slow news time, but uh, we've got the Super 2 calendar out uh, last Friday. Anything else you're aware of around the world of motorsport? Well, it's uh, sad to see, but uh, Will Davison is uh, appearing to be a target of a road rage incident. So that's uh, terrible for Will on top of the news that he'd lost his drive. Also, that uh, Van Giersbergen is uh, back in Australia and in quarantine ahead of uh, the June, as we are in June now, the June return of the series. So uh, that's great news. He's following the government procedures for a forced quarantine since his return. So uh, he will be back in his own uh, simulator. So that could change his performance. He's currently leading the E-Series Challenger, uh, E-Series Championship. Interesting that uh, a few weeks ago I spoke with Cameron Kelleher on Inside Supercars and Inside Speedway and we were talking about the World Rallycross Championship and how they've gone E and Shane Van Gisbergen has um, won the World Rally Sport E-Series Championship. So congratulations to him. He's certainly been making the most of his time cooped up. He won the opening round at the Invitational Series and Charles Leclerc was also part of that racing. So uh, if you want to know more about the E-Series and uh, the Rally uh, Rally Cross, you can go to Inside Motorsport at sportradio.com.au. As I said, we spoke to Cameron Kelleher, who's in charge of that series, and uh, he went into a lot of detail about how they were putting together their E-Series and and why they weren't just going with the regular competitors. They were going to pick the uh, best drivers they could find and also some media, social media influencers from around the world too to help uh, give it a bit of uh, give it a bit of uh, coverage. Back to the world of real motor racing, that not uh, involving uh, just electronic uh, and the internet. Um, Super 2 last Friday, uh, their calendar was released, a revised calendar for 2020. And instead of being a seven-round series, it's now five. Of course, they've had, like Supercars has already had one round of theirs at Adelaide. They had their first round, which uh, Brody Kostecki won two of the three races and uh, leads the point score. Um, the five-round series was obviously Adelaide. Next is Winton in July when they return to the track, followed by Tail and Bend when, of course, the uh, event will be a Giro event will be going there. We're not certain yet whether it's going to be a 500K race yet, I believe, Craig. That's still to be confirmed. Finally, uh, the last two events of this year's Super 2 will be Bathurst on the October 8th through 11. With the traditional um, two races, and then well, actually they have no traditional two races. They changed to a single race, didn't they? They did. They, they went. They they were canning the single race this year anyway, and going to run. Yes. Um, it has a double. And then finally, Sandown on December twelve thirteen will be their last round of the Super Two series, and uh, I think will be three rounds to go. 
or that'll be the, the third last round for supercars. So that's uh, interesting to see. They've uh, good to see that supercars two will be uh, back on track. And uh, as part of uh, our preparation for when the cars return to the track, we talked to Matty Roberts. Uh, we talked to. Uh, earlier this week to, or last week rather, to Mac Anthony McDonald from uh, Walkinshaws. This week it's Matt Roberts from Tickford Racing who tells us the, uh, the things that they've got to get ready and he's got to prepare for when they return to on track, which obviously we have a very different environment from when they uh, will. And, of course, one of the biggest things is the fact that no longer there'll be 23 red, will be Boost Mobile, their fourth Mustang out there with James Courtney on board. It must be uh, great to be getting nearly back to work, although uh, back on the race cars, not the workshop. Yeah, we're, everyone's looking forward to it, Tones. Um, we've, got a, we've got a fair bit of work ahead of us, even though the cars were ready to go uh, three or four months ago, you know, on track at AGP. We've done two sessions there, and we're just about to go into a third quality session, and then um, the stumps are pulled out of the ground. Um, so, yeah, the boys, are, they've got a did a little bit of work. Um, you know, we're converting a 23 into a 44 boost mobile Mustang. So, you know, we're going from red to black and silver and, and oranges and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, re-stickering trucks and walls and, and bits and pieces. So there's actually a fair bit of work to be done. Um, so, now, yeah. You mentioned, you, you mentioned that you've been working on uh, rejuvenating your workshop. Um, it's a very large workshop, of course. How many blokes are under your uh, jurisdiction? Um, we've got about 55 in the workshop. So, yeah, we've, um, it's been a long time coming, probably 10-plus years overdue for a bit of a remodel and a rebirth. So we we um, took the opportunity and, um, you know, Rod and Tim just sort of gave us the, um, the, the go-ahead and we sort of went ahead and we started with the floors and, and you know, it just grew from there. We ended up. Um, putting you know partition walls and build rooms and um, went right through the workshop and it's it's actually come up a treat moved moved hoists and you know new benches and and whatnot kept quite a few of the guys um, very busy in this um, in this period so it's been good for those guys as well to to be able to keep working through because you know, after after talking to quite a few guys because we we had quite a few on um, JobKeeper, you know, it's, it's actually good for the mind to to be working, believe it or not. So those guys have been um, thankful for working through this period. You know, we've, we've achieved a tremendous amount of, um, you know, rework in the factory. So it's, yeah, hats off to them. It's looking fantastic. So if, you, if anyone actually um, is in the area, it's worth a drop in now. It's actually a really nice-looking um, work, workshop and i um, proud to be a part of it. Well, I certainly will look forward to doing that. As you know, over the years, I have many times dropped in into your uh, Lord Meadows uh, Campbellfield workshop. Um, how many blokes have sort of been working through? Obviously, you've been a restricted staff, but uh, to get this sort of work done. Yeah, we had a at the start, we had about a half dozen working, and we sort of, as we got into it, more and more jobs appeared. So we, we, we called upon, you know, another half dozen. So we've had about a dozen total. Um, working through, so it's been good for those guys. Um, yeah, just to just to get them into work. You know, they haven't we haven't been working on the cars. Um, all that all that was pulled to a bit of a, a standstill. So yeah, they've been um, professional painters and 
um, installers of um, many different things. So it's, it's actually good for them doing something, uh, you know, different to their day-to-day racing life. Were any of the guys moved over to the the Tickford car business and doing some of the upgrades on the, the Raptors and Mustangs and those sorts of things, or was it either re rejig no. the shop or uh, or off on uh, job keeper and homeschooling? Yeah, no, Tickford Autos, you know, well, as everyone would know, the economy has um, slowed right up everywhere you, you look. So, we, you know, we haven't had to diverse our guys into the automotive side, um, although they have actually been quite busy um, during the period, believe it or not. So they had a couple of, there was a week or two where they didn't have much and then all of a sudden it just started to ramp up for them Um they're fully equipped. They've got, you know, three or four guys on the floor, um, you know, all the marketing team behind Andy Gilbert and, and whatnot. So, yeah, they're sort of they're self-sufficient now. Um, they don't tend to call on the race team a whole lot. We do do a, a little bit for them. Um, you know, when when it comes to the engineering side, we do um, offer them assistance then. Um, but they've got some big projects coming on, um, pretty exciting too, um, some collaborations. So, um, yeah, no, our guys have just been solely um, workshop renos and um, the remaining guys have been on JobKeeper. So that's been fortunate for that. Yeah, a lot of teams have talked to us about uh, what would have uh, what would have likely happened if that JobKeeper didn't come about. It, it could have really hurt not only the motorsport industry, but it really could have caused chaos right across all types of industries in Australia. Mm, yeah, uh, I mean, you just got to look at the, the unemployment rates, and it's going to probably grow further from here. Um, yeah, like you say, thankfully, JobKeeper's sustained a lot of the impact. Um, it hasn't taken the full brunt of it. Don't get me wrong; there's going to be some, you know, it's, uh, not just us, but other teams are going to have to make some hard calls, you know, in the coming months, um, just to, to see where, you know, where sponsors. Lay, um, which you know, still no one still really knows what the the full effect is going to be. So um, we're only just at the beginning, really. Um, even though we're three months into it, so just there's still a long road ahead. Um, you know, we were talking the other day at work. It's this is a twelve month to two year road before you know we're, we're sort of back to some sort sort of normality and you know um, stronger workforce. So. Um, you know, put on the put on the vest and just knuckle down and um, just grind through it. Really. Mm. So now that uh, you are given a, a restart date and there is some certainty around the first part of the return, what's the workshop look like? Uh, how are you managing to still maintain the four and a half meters to maintain all the things that are required in Victorian? In the Victorian situation, whilst getting everything ready to go to Sydney Motorsport Park. Yeah, unfortunately, well, we've got we've actually been that's been high on our agenda. The last two to three weeks, we've been um, laying out the workshop. You know, where we're going to be doing split split. Um, you know, tea breaks and lunch breaks and start times and finish times. Just to because we are such a large team, we need to to diverse and split. Um, so you know, engineering group. Um, they'll they'll have a different start time and a different um, morning tea time and lunch to, so 
say the you know the um, core mechanic group car guys call it, or same too with the machine shop and fabrication um, composites and etc. So we're fortunate we've got a, a, a large workshop. Um, you know we've we've maximised the the ruling for the amount of people in 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 each room. So we've set up different um, rest areas so we can have um, you know more people. In, in other areas and, and be able to take a break. So it's going to be challenging. We've, um, we've actually called on Richo. He's uh, been working on, Stephen Richards has been working on um, a hand sanitising um, company. So we've, we've got some um, hand sanitizer auto automated ones, and uh, we've put them throughout the workshop. So we're going to, we'll uphold the, um, you know, the sanitary part of the cleanliness and, um, Hopefully everyone maintains that because it's going to be so important because, you know, no one team can afford to have anyone, you know, come down with the virus because it'll just, it'll just shut us down. So, yeah, we're going to be um, hopefully back to full speed in the, you know, in the coming week. Um, we'll slowly start to bring everyone back now. Um, everyone's still off at the moment. Um, so, yeah, in the coming um, fortnight. Um, you know, we'll see a lot of our workforce return. So we've got everything in place and, um, you know, hopefully everyone can follow the guidelines and correct um, protocols. Interesting to hear Steve Richards is back at home in his, uh, well, he's in, in his old hunting ground. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate for Richo. You know, he's just an innocent victim of the, of the, um, you know the reducing of um, workforces in and around the, um, you know, the racing scene. So, yeah, unfortunate for Richo, but you know he's he's um, he's got a lot of contacts, and you know he'll he'll land somewhere, um, anywhere. Like he's a he's a great bloke. Um, you know, very um, very dedicated to whatever he does. So, you know, like um, you can always rely on him to to come through. So, yeah, we'll just. Thankful we'll, we'll talk to him to uh, you know just out of the blue and he's um, yeah selling hand sanitizers so good on him at the moment so that's a bit of a filler for him. One of the key things that's key, of course, to uh, our motorsport and the sport you compete in and have done for many years are pit stops. Um, you obviously will have drawn up a, a schedule of how you'll get your guys back to speed. Um, we hear that, uh, you know, obviously Bathurst will require the full uh, run, but most of the other times it'll just be tyres only. Is that what you've been hearing? Yeah, heard heard similar rumours, Tones. Um, back, to, back to how it was, you know, probably over 10 years ago, um, rear tyres only or left-hand side tyres only or, or whatever it might be. I think it's exciting. Um, it really made the racing back then. Um, you know, to, to race in pit lane as much as it was on the track. Um, it's probably, it's been not as important, you know, the tyre stops during the, the racing in the last couple of years, but um, now it's going to be more important than ever. You know, the pressure's on the driver to stop on the marks, um, and that was, you know, the top of the priority when we get back to racing. You know, the guys haven't picked up a gun for a pit stop gun for the last three and a half months. So we'll, we'll get into some um, rigorous training and um, get them throwing the wheels and slinging the guns. So that's, um, everyone's looking forward to it. It's a good change. 
supercars needed to really need to, you know, hats off to them for making the change. It needed to happen. Um, and I think it's good for the sport too, um, all these changes that they're coming up with. So exciting times ahead. Indeed. Um, how many guys will uh, likely be in the pit stop? I mean, will it remain a, a four-gun pit stop or will it go back to two guns, do you think? Uh, I think you'll see, um, you know, maximum two guns uh, being able to use in the sprint races. Obviously, when you get to your enduro races, you, you'll be back to your four guns. Um, but I think it's—I think they're talking about going back to um, just the the four guys, the four wheel guys, um, and two guns only. So how you use those guys, whether you're doing repairs at the same time. As, as doing wheels so you know your guys still might be doing the wheel on their own if you're looking at doing repairs or yeah if you're if you're coming in for you know and you're leading the race and you're just coming in for tires only you probably have a wheel fitter and just one gun per side or you can have two guns per side but just two total in the lane i think that's what they're looking at doing um obviously nothing confirmed yet but yeah we'll wait and see and and do you think that uh, Taylor Ben will still be the five hundred? Is that what you're hearing? Um, unlikely. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I haven't heard what the the basis of the enduros. I know they've been very very cautious of um, projecting that far ahead in the calendar. Um, I think they just want to get. I just want they just want to get underway racing with the first couple of rounds, and um, you know just take those. Well, the, the the three enduros as as they were um, when the time comes. But yeah, I haven't heard whether the five hundred was going ahead or not um, as an enduro. Matt, it's fascinating. Last year we saw the one thousand as the first enduro, and that mm. that created a whole bunch of let's say challenges for everyone. Mm-hmm. What did you learn last year? that at the moment you're going to have to implement to make sure the 1,000 goes off without a hitch? <laughs> yeah, it was a big shock for everyone. I think um, everyone sort of, well, used the 500 as the as the warm-up. You know, you get your driver change practice right. You get your pit stop practice right. Um, last year, Soros, yeah, going, like you said, going into the 1,000, we did um, two pre-tests last year, so we were fortunate. You know, we, we treated both of those tests as, as, as an enduro test. We'd only normally only do one enduro test, um, you know, so we we actually focused on all the one percenters which you need to, to you know, to come out on top in those races. And uh, fortunate for us, it was the first time in a while we you know, we had a we had a very good campaign. We had four very fast cars during the race. Um, as you as you would have t- seen, the two lead cars um, they had a little bit of a nip up, but you know that was just a, a show and a sign of um, you know the tremendous potential that um, Tickford Racing has. You know, when it comes to endurance racing, um, we do it quite well. Always have back even you know looking back at the Lounge Seaton days. You know we quite often podiums at all those endurance races. So we, um, you know, we're very methodical in the way we go in our approach to those 
big races. Um, you know, everyone takes it very seriously, and yeah, it was just years and years of practice um, on those one percenters because they're the ones that count. And uh, Matt, do you think that you'll get a, in a test day uh, prior to Sydney Motorsport Park? Yeah, negative. We tried to um, right. Uh, we we tried to get that one across the line, um, but yeah, they uh, they sort of laughed it off, and um, yeah, it's a testing ban right up until SMP. So uh, P1 will be our first hit out, um, which. At the end of the day, look, we've been doing this a long time. Um, the cars are ready to go as we speak now, so you know we'll we'll, we'll dust dust the um, the cobwebs off them and um, yeah, load them in the truck and go racing. Speaking of Sydney Motorsport Park, um, there have been rumours flying, as you know they uh, do on a regular basis, that uh, Townsville may not go ahead, which is due for the end of August. Uh, we actually interviewed Glenn Matthews earlier this week um, and there were a couple of things in the conversation that he didn't allude to, but it, it might be that uh, that nighttime meeting might mean a second uh, one in this year's series for, for uh, Sydney Motorsport Park, which would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah, uh, that went off without a hitch a couple of years ago and um, everyone's looking forward to it again. So it, it's it's quite good fun. Um, it's a different element for everyone again, yeah. And um, yeah, doing pit stops in the dark or racing in the dark—it's just a different element. Um, Townsville—I haven't heard. It. I thought it was a bit optimistic to, to put it on the calendar, but I think we need to, um, you know, try and attempt to do it at least for you know just the the states that are trying to hold these races because it, it you know produces so much income for just the local um, economies and they're the ones that we've got to look out for and protect because in years to come, if we don't do that now, you know, look, we might not get a chance to go back there in years to come. So if they don't try and attempt to have these races, um, like I said, looking that far ahead in the calendar, I think we've sort of got to be a little bit careful. Let's just get the, you know, the first three or four races done take them as they come. Obviously, those sorts of um, racetracks take, you know, enormous amount of um, money and um, manpower to, to, to build them, obviously being a street circuit. Um, but, yeah, you sort of got to go for it when the time comes. If if it, if, it, if the coast is clear, you go for it. But if it's not, then it's looking unlikely. Well, you've got to pull the pin and go somewhere safe for... Uh, whether it be the teams that um, you know the fans, if they're going to be allowed to return to being supporters, because they're the they're the reason why we can go racing. The supporters are the most important part of um, you know, and sponsors obviously. Um, they're the most important parts of um, our racing um, makeup. Matt, it does feel a little bit like Melbourne, doesn't it? Where the, you've got that Mexican standoff, where supercars, well, they're happy to turn up. They want to get their sanction fee. Townsville mm. government doesn't want to have to pay the sanction fee for cancelling and uh, the Queensland government, who are also a partner to it, doesn't want to pay the fee. So it almost seems like everyone's everyone's waiting until the trucks have to roll. And uh, do we turn right or left out of Queensland? Do we go past Sydney for you guys down in Victoria? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we've got to be flexible in these times and, and they always want to 
you know, lay it on the line right now. Like I said, you've just got to, you can't, you can't just go, yep, here's, here's $25 million and go race in, in, uh, three months time. But if it doesn't happen, all that money's been burnt up and that's not the, that's not what anyone wants to do. So, uh, you know, everyone's got to be careful. The government's got to be careful and supercars too at the same time. So, uh, it's a tricky situation everyone's faced with because, yeah, supercars want to go racing, um, but at the, at the same time, everyone's health is, is equally as important. You've um, obviously, you mentioned about uh, getting the Mustang for James Courtney and Boost. Um, him for a seat uh, fitting, when will that occur? Um, yeah, we're just... We were just back and forth the other day. We're, you know, we're waiting to um, to hear from the um, the Queensland borders whether they're going to sort of relax a little bit. Um, we're not too worried. We've got a little bit of time up our sleeve. Um, you know, we're obviously not going to have a test day for to iron out any fitment issues. But you know, fortunately, his um, his previous race seat, you know, done by Race Tech in New Zealand. They've they've got an injected molded um, platform that we're gonna use. Um, so that's gonna that'll certainly save us a lot of time in, in fitment. Um, fortunately for us, you know, controlled chassis means we can just plug plug in the pedal box and steering column in his um, you know, his previous setups, whether it's his uh Walkinshaw setup or what he had at Techno. So um, fitment, I'm not too worried about. Um, probably, probably what I'm more concerned about is, um, you know, how how we how he goes for, um, you know, set up because he's not going to have a lot of time. He's going to have, you know, practice session, maybe maybe two practice sessions before, you know, he goes straight to qualifying. Um, so yeah, you'll you'll have minimal time to get his head around, you know, what our car needs, um, what it does, how it behaves. Um, everything is a lot to take in in an hour and a half. Um, you know, fortunately, he's been around long enough, so he's, um, he shouldn't take too long to get up to speed. Um, obviously, the cars, um, you know, come out of the box um, proven quick this year. Wilbur's, you know, been in the top five every session since the Ben test, um, had a strong clipsal, and he was on for a good show at... Um, AGP, you know, you know, top four or top three in quali one and two. So, you know, the, the car and the crew um, already there for him. James just has to, um, you know, pick up where Will left and, um, you know, just, just take his time, get into it. Um, results will come. You know, we've just got to just got to be patient and, um, you know, wait for everyone to gel because, you know, in, incoming um, with him, is um, is going to take time. Brendan would be uh, one of the linchpins in that uh, same crew car, everything. So James will be jumping in there with him. Yeah, look, we haven't um, settled on crews yet because there's, there's obviously, a, like you said, there's going to be a reduction in travelling staff. But yeah, Brendan's certainly um, certainly there in the mix to, to be running James. Season campaign, he's been doing a long time. Um, keeps it simple, you know, low stress. And um, yeah, those two, those two will get on well together. Um, so I can't see any dramas there with those two. They're pretty, pretty easy going guys. So 
yeah, they're both professionals at what they do. So they'll they'll get on with what they need to do and um, get the job done. Do you know James at all? And do you have any idea what he likes and dislikes in a car and setup? No, I've never never worked with James. Uh, you know, he, he almost came across in 2014 um, when Charlie was um, a customer of ours. But um, unfortunately, no, I've never had the... Uh, the chance to work with um, with him, um, you know, just only know of him in pit lane uh, for the last 19 years or 18 years, um, just high and by type thing and, and always been around. You know, we've always uh, finished near or above um, Walkinshaw in, in his tenure there. So, you know, he's always, he's always been close by, but... Um, yeah, like I say, it, it shouldn't take him too long to adapt to our car. Um, yeah, they're very easy going things and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he goes. Matt, it's been wonderful for you to uh, join us today. I, I hope we get a chance to talk before uh, Sydney Motorsport Park in uh, June. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure that uh, your fourth uh, wheel will be up there and running up the, the top end as Wilbur had it as well. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Matt Roberts of Tickford Racing. Um, we look forward to uh, watching. We won't be able to watch it live. Um, well, I'm not a Foxtel subscriber. I imagine it might be on uh, free-to-air, but I don't know any of those details yet. Do you have any details on what's going to go live? To Obviously, Bathurst will. No, I haven't heard he, ha, how the um, the TV rights are going to work for the, for the opener, but either way, I think it's going to be pretty big, um, whether it be on Foxtel or, you know, free-to-air. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to, to get back racing. So hopefully all the fans will be watching either way. And um, we might have to see if we can hook you up, Tones, with a uh, Foxtel subscription, mate. Thanks, No worries, Tones. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. It's certainly a, a, a daunting job for for uh, Matt and for every team manager out there getting ready for this time when they've got to be so prepared to get out there and race at the same time, get their crews ready beforehand without having too much in the way of social contact. It's a daunting task, uh, Craig. I'm sure that you would want <laughs> that you would not be wanting to take on. I certainly wouldn't. Mm. No, it'll be interesting how they balance it. But the teams have been working very. Uh, very well and been structuring it and they've had time now to think about what the rules are. Of course, the rules being different between Queensland, New South Wales for uh, the Aubrey team of Brad Jones and then for the other teams down in Victoria. So it was interesting that the AFL made a decision that they were going to run and because Victoria was the tightest on controls, they said that every other club had to obey uh, obey what the Victorian rule was for training. Um, it's very interesting to see that supercars haven't tried to put something like that in place. And it would seem that all the teams have worked it out themselves that getting started now is about the right time to get ready to go racing at the end of the month. Well, that's it for uh, this week on Inside Supercars. I hope you'll join us again next week when we'll bring you more interviews from those Inside Supercars. That's it from me. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more 
or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.